Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining Conversation Hollywood. In this particular episode, we are talking to a Hollywood legend. He's been responsible for Oscar-winning films such as Driving Miss Daisy, tentpole blockbusters such as Double Jeopardy, directed over 30 feature films, two-time Academy Award nominee, Bruce Beresford. Thank you very much for having a chat with us. Well, I've got nothing else to do. Oh, <laughs> Well, it's my honour, certainly, just to have a chat with you. And over those 30 feature films that you have directed, what are you looking for from a casting point of view? Well, with each film, I mean, the, the problem's always different. With each film, it's just a matter of finding the actors that fit my conception of the characters. I'm going to run some names through for you. Uh, Morgan Freeman, Pearson, uh, John Lithgow. These are all actors you've worked with more than once. Talk to me a little bit about what you like about these actors. Why did you work with them twice? All of those, those people you've named are all fabulous actors. I mean, that doesn't mean that they can play absolutely anything. Uh, you think there'll be roles for which they're unsuitable. But um, they're certainly, you're, you're right. I mean, they're actors I did go back to um, when I, I had another project and I thought, oh, like John Lithgow would be good for this, Morgan would be good for this. And I've gone back to them and said, listen, I've got something else I think you guys would like. And when you have gone back to them, because you've worked with them once, do you find, such as with Morgan, you've had to sell them the project, or has it been very casual? No, it's it's been pretty casual, really, because by then we know each other, and it makes it a lot easier. Absolutely. Now, got to say, I did hear a couple of people tell me a great story about at one particular time you actually cast an extra in one of your films. Oh, that was Tess Harper. That's right. Well, that was in Tender Mercies. Well, I'd been in Los Angeles and I'd auditioned a whole lot of actresses there. And uh, it was, a you know, if you've seen the film, it was a sort of simple country girl who, um, you know, was never, never lived in a big city. She was fairly bright but unsophisticated. And when I auditioned the, all the women in Hollywood, I thought they're all too knowing. You know, it doesn't really, didn't really convince me. And then when I was in Texas and, I, and we were looking at um, extras and people for very small, very small parts, um, I saw Tess across the room and I said, who's that girl? And uh, then I met her and she said that she'd done a bit of little theatre there. And I thought, she's got just the quality I need. So... Well then I went. Well then I was a hell of a struggle. <laughs> I went back to the uh, to the LA producers and said, "Look, I found the girl for the role. She's in Texas." And they said, "Oh my God, we can't cast an extra in a leading role with Robert Duvall." But but then I showed some stuff with her to Duvall, and he said, "No, she's good. I, so I'm happy with it." What the producers perhaps want as their choice, and what the director wants as his choice. Have you felt throughout your career that's something that you've had a lot of toing and froing, or have you found that usually the choice that you want is the choice that the producers want as well? Usually, I find even even on the biggest Hollywood films, they will tend to give the director, well, certainly given me um, the the chance to pick the actors. Rarely have I had someone thrust on me that I really thought was wrong and that they insisted was there for box office. Um, it has happened a couple of times in some roles where they've, they've said, you've got to use this person or we can't do it. And there's been a, a couple of disasters because of that. But it doesn't happen often. 
usually you usually you find that the producers are pretty well informed about actors and their choices tend to be pretty astute usually the the list of people that you've worked with from Sharon Stone to Robert Duvall to Dan Aykroyd to Morgan Freeman. You're working with the best, and I, I would put as well a lot of these actors, you're working with them in their prime as well, which is a great testament to not only who you can work with, but also who your choices have been over the years. That is part one of our two-part series with Hollywood director Bruce Beresford. To hear the next part, simply go to iTunes or the website www.conversationhollywood.com. This is Conversation Hollywood. This is part two of our chat with film director and Hollywood legend, Bruce Beresford. Going into Driving Miss Daisy, Morgan Freeman, uh, he had a real breakout role in that. But the actual dynamic of the two lead characters, I was hearing Catherine Hepburn was mentioned, Beth Mitler was mentioned, there was an Eddie Murphy pairing. How was that casting process done in Driving Miss Daisy? Well, there were a lot of names bandied around, but Jessica Tandy was on it initially. You see, Richard Zanuck, who produced Driving Miss Daisy, had worked with her in a film, uh, one of those films about old folks and some spaceship, I'd forgotten which, what it was. But he'd worked with her and he said to me, look, she's perfect for Daisy and that's who I want. And I saw a couple of things and I said, yes, you're absolutely right. She was always there. Now, Morgan Freeman had played the same role in the off-Broadway production of the play. And then when I saw the play, um, Jessica wasn't in the play, but when I saw the play, I went backstage and met Morgan. And he said, oh, he said, I'm going to take you apart if I'm not in the film. <laughs> and I said, well, look, as far as I'm concerned, you will be in the film. But then we had quite a struggle with the studios um, to the extent that they all pulled out of it. And the, stu- and the film was then financed by a Canadian company. I did find it interesting that Eddie Murphy's name was mentioned. A huge age gap. Uh- oh, the only reason for that was that, you see, Morgan Freeman was unknown and they wanted to get a an African-American actor who was known and they suggested Eddie. And I said, well, look, Eddie's a great actor. But at that time, Eddie was only in his 20s. I said, well, I said it wouldn't work with a man as young as that playing the role. I said, he's got a, Morgan was like 54 when we made the film. We made him look older, in fact, but he was 54. But Eddie was about 24. Oh, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. I mean, Jessica was 82 when we made that film. (laughs) Did you think it would be so successful when you were shooting? No, I had no idea, but you never do. No, I didn't know. Uh, We had to shoot it very, very quickly um, because, you know, we had little money. And, um... Uh, no, and when we, when I finished it, um, to this Warner Brothers who had distribution on it, though they hadn't financed it, Warner's looked at it and said, "Oh, actually, I don't know who looked at it because I went to a few screenings and they only sent along a few junior executives, but they decided it wasn't worth releasing." And then, uh, and I think I probably told you they uh, suddenly they didn't have a Christmas film, or they they had a Christmas film that flopped. And then they thought, well, well, we'll take a chance on that Daisy picture. And they put it out wide with a lot of publicity. It was the biggest stroke of luck I've ever had. 
on set, if it's a happy set, you can sometimes see the performances really come through an extra gear. It was a it was a happy set, and I knew when they were. Of course, when we were filming it, I, I was every time we did a shot, I was just stunned at how brilliant the acting was. I thought, my God, they don't come much better than this. Well, the cinematography is very good in it as well. Yes, Peter James is a great cameraman. That was his. That was the first film I did with him. And you've gone on to work with him for a lot of your films. Yeah, we've done 13 together now. What is it about him that you like working with? Because obviously the cinematographer is just so important to the, the subtext of the film and the feel of it. What do you like about his style and working with him? He's one of those um, cameramen who can change the lighting according to the mood of the story. See, if you look at the 13 films we've done, they don't all look the same because he'll say to me, what is this about and what should we be doing? And, you know, then I'll say, well, look, what I want is this kind of a mood, that kind of a mood, and we'll look at pictures together or we'll go to art galleries somewhere, we've done that. And I'll say, well, that's what I want it to look like, that sort of look. And he can achieve that look. See, a lot of cameramen, a lot of cameramen who are really great, light all the films they do essentially the same. Yes. Well, they essentially work on the same films their whole career. Yes, and you can always look at it and you you know what it is, but Peter can change it. He can say, oh, well, you know, you want to... I mean, Black Robe doesn't look anything like um, Ladies in Black, although they've both got black in the title. That is part one of our two-part series with Hollywood director Bruce Beresford. To hear the next part, simply go to iTunes or the website www.conversationhollywood.com.